Good morning, everybody. Day four. It's only day four. It's mad, isn't it? But it's day four, and uh, you're all smashing it. But it seems by the looks of things, and uh, yeah, anyone is joining in late or whatever, do it. Just goes to show what is possible when you actually become aware of your own behaviours for a few days and with out trying to judge yourself and all this stuff it's just amazing what can happen to the mind in a sense we're letting our mind be at ease for a bit be still for a while and in that stillness we essentially let it recover in a sense because all it's been doing for the last however many years you've been on this planet or trying to lose weight is like hate itself hate itself hate itself hate itself and all this hate building up for ages we're finally now just looking at our actions and environment and stuff and we're, tr- we're not judging ourselves we're just looking and when we do that isn't it a much nicer life to live happiness joy stillness you know we're not so anxious all this stuff and it's all about you know that trying not to be so hard on ourselves in, in, in a really simple sense but can we go for some wins first because yesterday I asked you all to eat your favorite snack without guilt without uh, judging yourself and just not making it a problem, just not making it a thing. Eat it, enjoy it, ta adios. And some of you, I asked you, how did it go? And I'm gonna share some stuff now. So you were saying, Joanna saying she tracked it, ate it and enjoyed every bite of it and didn't actually think twice about it being a bad choice. Joanne Alice, tracked it and really enjoyed it without the guilt. Joe, tracked it, ate it and savored every square. Laura, second everything that Joanne said, although for a split second, the voice in my head said, well, if you're going to eat that, sure, you may as well just eat the other chocolate that's there. So, sure, you've gone off track now. Told the little bugger to F off. <laughs> nice. Um, made some flapjack for the family with chocolate on and had a square of it. Enjoyed it and fitted in my macros. Helen Hall. Rebecca, no guilt here. No hiding. No shame. Just enjoyment. Carolyn, no guilt, enjoyed it for what it was and stayed on track for the rest of the day. Lillian, tracked it and it was fine. I still have loads of calories left. I have I was very positive. It even go over I didn't even, I, I was positive it would even go over the macros today. Emma, an amazing feeling to eat chocolate without the guilt. It even made me want to eat less. See, this is the paradox. This is like I was saying on radio yesterday. The brain, right? The brain weirdly we have more pleasure from self-control than overindulging. Now think about that for a second. We have more pleasure from not letting ourselves become animals and just eat everything and just hate ourselves afterwards. That's what usually happens, right? So when we look at, we have a, we have a starter, we have a main, and we're happy with it, right? But then actually this voice in our head, this kind of thought process we have all the time, once more we desire more, it's always more, more, more. We are, we want more until we die, guys. And if, if you have to realise this, it's all a process of thought. So when you actually do have some self-control and don't overindulge and have moderation, maybe that itself is good for you and you feel great. But the next day, there's a joy to that that you said, you know what, I didn't overindulge. I didn't let those thoughts get to me. And that pleasure is better than the pleasure if you did have the extra dessert, three espresso martinis and, you know, a kebab as well. Jumps in. So yeah, this is always, it's all like this. And like, you know, if you can eat everything, hmm, if you can eat any food in the world and you're not restricting anything, you tend to not want the stuff that's labelled bad. We always want what we can't have. Very famous saying. Um, they did a thing in in, in Portugal as well. I want to like make sure I get the stats right. So Portugal um, had a big drug problem. 
and I'm not saying this is the answer to everything, um, but Portugal had a big drug problem and drug deaths were high. Um, prisoners, populations from people in prison for drugs, 40%. What they decided to do was is decriminalize all drugs, right? So they turned it away from being like this super bad thing that you're not allowed to have, but everybody wants to have. And what they ended up doing was they just removed, they just de decriminalized it. And the stats are crazy. So by doing that, drug-related deaths have remained below the EU average since 2001. The proportion of prisoners sentenced for drugs has fallen from 40% to 15%. And rates of drugs use have remained consistently below the EU average. So by decriminalizing drugs, there's less drug use. Right? That's mad. Think about it. By making drugs, like, decriminalizing it, there's less drug use. And it's kind of like, if we, we, we extrapolate that across to food, it's kind of like, well, if you just don't make any food a banned thing, then you can have anything you want. And the, 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 the desire to want the banned food or the food you can't have goes, and you don't eat as much of it. Mad, isn't it? I, I, I think it's mind-blowing stuff because the mind, we think the mind is so clever. We think the mind is so, so clever that um, none of this, that is like, nah, I won't be tricked that easily. But it's the same with the two-minute rule. You go, right, I don't want to go for a walk or a run or a workout. But if you just say to yourself, look, I'll just do it for two minutes. I'll just put my trainers on and I'll just go for a walk, see how I feel. Ends up, you go for a walk for a bit, end up doing a bit of a run for two minutes and you go, do you know what? I've run for a bit now, might as well keep going. So, the mind, the mind. See if there's any other ones here. Um, and yeah, and, and I am also said, also stepped on the skills today, saw the number and wasn't bothered by it. Two wins in one day, it's only day three. Fantastic. And like, this is it, this is it. All the mindset stuff, like you've all been saying, it's a mindset thing, it's always a mindset battle. Um, you know, playing in the clouds with different diets isn't the answer. What you're doing is bang on. Now, I was going to uh, talk about a study with you guys for a second because I think it's important. I think it's come up in some comments about like micronutrient intake and if you track your macros, we're not really focusing on micronutrients. Like, what's going on? Like, is it is that more important, Scott? Like, why aren't we focusing on all the vitamins and minerals? What I'll say is, in general, uh, don't major in minor things. This is a quote by a guy called Jim Rohn. Major means, you know, get a degree. So don't, have, don't get a degree in minor things. And I think focusing too much on specific vitamins, this food of vitamins, this, or should I lower my sugar, this, are these are like little things in the grand scheme of the macros and calories world. Once you take care of the grand scheme, the calories and macros and the, the good split of macros, the, the rest of it seems to fall into place. And this study actually proves it. So more strict diets, or clean eating they call it, stupid word, um, a boring, re repetitive, limited food selections, no variety, <sighs> really boring guys, these like strict clean eaters. And if it fits your macros on the other hand, it's exactly what you guys are doing. Macro-based approach is like, you have some nice foods, you have some chocolate, you have some crisps, you have this and that, you have some cereal and all kind of mix and different amounts of foods, right? So there's a difference. You've got clean eating versus the flexible approach. The purpose of this study was to look at to see the nutritional habits of individuals and compare the nutritional intake of a macro-based approach versus strict dieting, clean eating individuals. 
right? So no studies have been done on this before, and that's a very interesting one. The researchers hypothesized a strict dieting group would have better diet quality demonstrated by lower consumption of added sugars, saturated fat, and greater micronutrients. Mm, let's see if that's true. So data from 41 subjects, 30 males and 11 females, were used in the analysis. Participants completed a comprehensive food frequency questionnaire and diet were analysed using a computer system. Um, of the 41 subjects, 21 practised macros and 20 practised traditional strict clean eating. The average age of the 41 subjects was 29.1 years and the age ranged from 20 to 50 years old. Results. So in males, for the males, on both groups consumed an average of 2,577 calories with an average fat intake of 83 grams, average carb intake of 323 grams, and an average protein intake of 163 grams. There were no significant differences between male macros and the clean eating strict diet in participants when average intakes were compared for all nutrients, including macronutrients, selected vitamins and minerals, fiber, added sugars, and saturated fat. Okay, no difference. So, you know, clean eating didn't have more um, micros, didn't have more... Uh, didn't have less saturated fat, didn't have less sugar, it was similar. For the women, so females in both groups in the study consumed an average of 1,794 calories with an average fat intake of 58.3 grams, an average carbohydrate intake of 217 grams and an average protein intake of 103 grams. Of the vitamins and minerals assessed, females consumed less than the RDA for vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, iron and potassium. Fiber was also below the recommended intake for everyone. However, macros people consumed significantly greater amounts of several nutrients, including protein, vitamin E, vitamin K and vitamin C. Over half of the individuals from all groups consumed less than the recommended amount of several of the micronutrients. Okay, so that's another thing. So the conclusion is... By being strict and clean and thinking you're eating a better diet, you're not actually consuming more vitamins and minerals and stuff. You're limited food choices. The intake of macros, micros, added sugars, added fat was similar in both groups, no matter the approach. Now, we know the difference is that if you go clean eating, you're restricting yourself massively, right? And it's not something sustainable. And it's not even better nutrient-dense-wise. It's not even better micronutrient-wise, right? But what it does show is, on average... A lot of us are, you know, it says 63% of all individuals in the study met the current recommendations for fiber intake. So, you know, only 6 out of 10 people met that. Um, and in the new update, we are looking at fiber more closely. So, macro dieting in females, or macros-based approach in the females of this study, showed a better diet quality compared to strict dieting groups. That is a revelation, guys. So, if you are doing, this is, the reason is this, right? A lot of foods these days are fortified with iron, vitamin E, vitamin K. Like, a lot of these food manufacturers are adding extra vitamins and minerals to processed, ultra-processed foods, cereals, all this stuff, and chocolate bars and high-protein bars, all this stuff. They're added with a lot of stuff. And when we look at um, clean eating and the very boring approach they have and, you know, the chicken and broccoli or whatever, we don't really have a mix of many things. We stick to the boring stuff, and that means we've got less variety. And with less variety, it's shown that, obviously, the quality of the diet is worse. So the approach you're doing, even if right now you're not really aware of your micronutrient intake or you're worrying, oh, is this good for my micros and my you know, vitamins and minerals? Yeah, by having that split of protein, carbs, and fat that we offer you and, you know, making sure you have a minimum amount of fat, doesn't go too low, 
you are going to be covering your vitamins and mineral needs in general but i would suggest having it checked up and making sure that you know some of the important stuff is is up there but you know vitamin b12 um iron and all that stuff is up there so happy days really this was great news all around uh so just keep going with this like approach if someone's like oh but is it your diet's bad what why are you eating chocolate bar and you're trying to lose weight yeah, because the variety, listen, tell them, the variety is actually giving me a better diet than what you think you're having with your clean eating chicken and brown rice, you know? This is the major and micro things. These people think there's a difference between brown rice and white rice. They focus so much on white bread versus brown bread, sweet potato versus white potato, brown rice versus flipping white rice. They focus all their energy thinking there's a difference in that. There's just not. Honestly, the, the difference is not even significant. It's not significant at all. You let them battle it out between the brown and white rice, right? Just let, let them do it. Yeah, you got you crack on, mate. You have uh, the debate about why you've got brown rice over white and why it's better, but it's a shit. Ah, oh, these guys. So don't be with these people. Look at the bigger picture. Calories, macros, enjoyment, adherence to it. Taking it one day at a time, having a smile on your face. A lot of you saying you've had a you you feel a bit you felt happy for the first time in a while. It's nice to hear. It's awesome. You're free. The shackles of diet and diet culture is now broken off. You've seen the light and it changed you forever. And remember, please remember that if we can ground ourselves one day at a time, it makes it manageable for one, it makes it enjoyable for two, but it's how nature works. Now, if a farmer came up to you and was like, listen, I'm going to go to my farm right now, yeah, and I'm going to plant some wheat or whatever, you know, plant some seeds. Um, and you go, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 let's go and plant. And he plants it. Phones you up the next day and goes, why hasn't the seeds grown full on wheat right now? And you go, that's not how it works, though, is it? It doesn't grow straight away, does it? It takes time. He's like, yeah, but I want it to grow now. I want my full wheat grown right now. He's like, well, it's been a day. It's been a week. It doesn't work like that. He's like, yeah, but I looked after it the best. I looked, I did the best thing yesterday with it. I made sure I looked after it. I had the water, I had the nutrients. And he's like, it's just not how it works. It's just not how it works. Nature is the most beautiful, magnificent thing ever. The, the, thing that, the things that nature creates are so amazing, if you think about it. And even nature takes it one day at a time, slow growth, and then it becomes a beautiful, blossoming thing. And it's the same approach we take here, right? We take it slower, you know, we're not expecting to drop all the weight now, but we're slowly growing and improving, and then in, in the end, we will flower to our full, authentic selves, the, pe- the persons we were always meant to be, that's what happens when you actually start directing all your mental energy on your actual life as opposed to what you should be eating think of all the mental energy you've wasted and hours you've spent watching tiktok videos about nutrition blog posts and all that all that mess you've been involved in now think about how all that can now be channeled into stuff like your friends your family maybe your career you want to start a business you want to read more you want to do more things you want to gain more skills like think about it it's, it's life-changing stuff. And you are no longer trapped by food and the dieting industry. And you can unleash your, your full self for the first time, maybe, since you've been an adult. You never know. You don't really know who you've been. You've been trapped in this world. But this is the first time you might have seen a glimpse of what you can do, of what you can achieve when you've got more energy. And this energy's always been there, right? You know, like... I always believe that we've always got this energy inside us. All of us, all of us just need to unlock it and, and you kind of unblock it from all the stuff that's just been blocking us, such as like trapped in what food we should always be eating, all the stuff. We get rid of all that. We free ourselves and you'd be amazed at what you can achieve in your life. You know, the stories from our membership, like, and I explained 
on the, the call and someone said, well, you know, what's the typical results? I'm like, listen, I don't ask people. We, we have to do necessary evil sometimes and ask for before and afters just to post some, but I don't like doing it because people say lost weight and happy or whatever. It doesn't, I don't care about the before and afters. The weight will come off over time, lifestyle they build. There's, you know, stories, Ali Fincham, 50 years old. Now she took, she's 49 when she joined and she said, you know what, before 50, I want to lose 50 pounds. And she was diabetic and what she do is she followed it one step at a time, lost 50 pounds, reversed her diabetes, is now the happiest she's been. She's herself again. She's gone on a holiday with her husband right now in the Caribbean and is finally going back there as who she's always meant to be. When all those years she went there trapped in, you know, this fight. Um, some members who have gone and done stuff like starting businesses, gone and had those big conversations with the employers, you know, managed to be strong enough to understand they need to address stuff from therapy. Um, left toxic partner. Look, all these stories like the people have when they actually become fully themselves again is unbelievable. And I'm not promising, guys. I'm not saying go and dump your boyfriends and all this stuff or whatever. What I'm saying is... When we finally get that energy back and we're making this progress and we're happy and joyful and energy and all this stuff, I'm telling you, thing you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. And I'm telling you, dots are getting connected and are going to get connected and life's going to change. But you can't think too far in the future. You've got to think of the now because now is the only time you can spend. You can't go ahead into time debt. You, know? you, have to, you only have to spend what you have now and it's gone forever. So what are you going to do right now? Have you tracked your backrows, your breakfast? Like, have you, are you behind? Like, what can you do right now? As soon as this voice note finishes, next action, take it. Don't think too much about it. Just get moving, get doing. Start the momentum building, right? We think momentum, sorry, we think we need motivation and then motivation goes into action, into progress, and then progress goes into action, into um, results, right? So, sorry, motivation, action, Action causes progress. More progress causes more motivation, right? We think it starts with motivation. It doesn't have to start with motivation because that comes and goes. You can start with action. You can start with a tiny action, which is right now, tracking your macros, doing what you need to do, which then gives you a bit of progress tonight. You feel that's quite nice. That nice feeling of progress drives more uh, motivation and then motivation drives more action. And you can start it and it's up to you. Your voluntary actions are always under your control. Nothing else is. Nothing else is under your control, only your voluntary actions. So what are you going to do next? What are you going to do as soon as I press stop on this voice note right now? That's the question. But have a good day. Live one day at a time. I'll speak to you all soon.